Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study today. I am Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I'm glad to be with you. We are studying the book of Romans. We're in chapter 8. It is the 21st day of November, 2019, nearing the end of the year. Excited about that. Always excited about starting a new year because of the promise God has given us in his word that he's crowned our new year with goodness and dropped fatness in his path for us if we'll just find his path, hallelujah, that path of righteousness that comes from allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. And truth is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. So glad you're watching this broadcast today, whenever uh, that may be. Uh, so uh, grab your Bibles. Let's get ready to get into uh, Romans chapter 8. We'll be beginning today in verse 19. And I'm just so thankful for all those that uh, God has opened their eyes to the truth and he is bringing his people back to their first love, back to biblical truth, biblical grace, biblical faith. And and uh, we are, we are uh, you know, if you think about where we are as a church over the last 2,000 years, we didn't even have Bibles until 500 years ago. And the church was in darkness. The church was uh, being taught that uh, just by people who did have the Latin and whatever language the Bible was written in before 500 years ago, before Martin Luther, uh, one of the Catholic priests, began to be shown by the Lord that we're justified by faith alone. The church wasn't just in the dark ages in a certain period of time. The church, my friends, are still in the dark ages. We're coming out. We're, we're finally coming out. And, and, you know, even though 500 years ago uh, the, the Reformation began, that Reformation, I'd say we're still in it uh, because there, there are people all over the world today who are carrying Bibles who still don't believe that we're justified exclusively by the faith of Jesus Christ. That's right, through our belief upon Him and what He did at Calvary, period. That's it. We understand works follow, but works don't get you in. There are millions and millions who have died in their sins believing they could work their way into heaven. That's a spit in the face of God. And Cain had the same spirit. He was cast out, and later his whole lineage flooded and destroyed. And we need to understand that the only, the only uh, way, the only place a man can work his way into spiritually is into hell. Jesus worked our way into heaven for us, but even at that, oh, about 22, 23 years ago, the Lord began to pour into the church that not only are we justified initially, born again, saved through exclusive faith in the work of Christ at Calvary, but that we're also sanctified. That means daily, and, and, the, and the Lord began to teach the church. He is still, we are barely, barely stepping into this thing. Like I said, 22, 23 years ago, I'm not talking about something that's not been in the Bible all these years. It has been. But if, if, if we understand that we can learn something new and we understand that we could have been in darkness for years, then we'll have to admit there are things we still don't know 
And over the last 22, 23 years, this illumination from God's Word concerning the message of the cross and how it pertains to our daily living has been such an overwhelming relief and, and breath of fresh air to those who will grab a hold of the truth or rather let it grab a hold of them and when we do we let go of all the golden calves we've erected or we've or we've thrown in our lot with such as the government of 12 the the purpose driven the promise keeper all these things that men thought they could bring into the church and it would help us which it's actually uh, really corrupted us and blinded us and distracted us from the one object of faith God's given us and that's his son Jesus and the work his son Jesus did for us at Calvary. And I have to always speak along this line because of where we are as a church right now in history. God is bringing his people back to the truth of sanctification. Justified by faith and sanctified by faith. I'm not going to get deliverance from me doing one thing. I'm not going to get salvation by me doing one thing. I, I was, I'm told by the Word of God, by God Himself, that if I'm going to be saved, I'm going to have to believe upon Jesus Christ and what He did for me at Calvary. I'm justified by the blood alone. And I'm also told by the Lord that Jesus taught this. He said, uh, when he was asked, what must we do to do the works of God? What must we do to do the works of God? Profound answer he gave, just believe on the one he sent. My friend, that's our work. That's what allows, that's the only thing that allows the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, who is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. <clears throat> I hope you're getting that. If you're, if you're still refuting that, then we're not speaking the same thing. We're not mindful of the same things. Our judgment is not the same. And the Bible's very clear that we're to be mindful, the same thing, speaking the same thing, our, that we're to be perfectly joined together in our judgment and in our minds, our thoughts, our words. <clears throat> we can't do that if the object of faith is something other than the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord may have you ministering in Genesis and you ministering in uh, uh, the book of John, but the common denominator in every, come on now, help me, in every message is going to be Christ and Him crucified. Yeah, I know some preachers who've, who've come back and tiptoed around the message of the cross. You've got to get all in. You have got to get all, every message, every message, every message, every message, you have got to point people to Christ and Him crucified. It's the only avenue of righteousness. Amen. So, and, and that's why God, in these last days, He's narrowing this thing down. Don't, 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 don't think it's going to be a huge explosion and people are going to run from everywhere. No, they're only doing that to the carnal and the fleshly things. And that's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always going to be. Listen, when Moses came down off that mountain, you can read this in Exodus chapter 32, and the people of God had built a, a golden calf, but oh, wait a minute now, we got to build an altar right here by this golden calf, you know, trying to manipulate God. Oh, got to keep the altar in the picture. You know, we, you know, we can mention the cross, but, uh, but we're going to move on and have these other things too. No, 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 God said I won't have it. And Moses didn't come down off that mountain and preach some 30-day theological 
seminar of messages. He asked one question, who's on the Lord's side? And one group of people came out, the Levites. The multitudes, the majority, stayed there with their golden calf. And today, I hate to say it, but the majority of God's people are not going to come out and come back to the cross because you won't ever, you won't ever let go of that which is not of God as long as your faith is not in the cross. Because here's how it works. If my faith is not in the cross, then my sin, the sin nature is dominating me. And Romans chapter 7 says as long as the sin nature is dominating, it's deceiving and it's slaying me. I'm dead in the eyes of God. <clears throat> Read Romans chapter 7. It's not about Paul before he was born again. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard because it ties right in to the born again spirit-filled church of Sardis in Revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 that Jesus says you have a name that you're alive but you're dead. Doesn't mean they weren't born again. Absolutely not. The church of Sardis. Born again people of Sardis. So don't, don't listen, don't, don't run with the heretics that teach that stuff. All, they can't see carnal and fleshly Christians. All they can see is lost or saved. So they don't understand. They can't understand sanctified by faith because they don't they, they don't they just acknowledge saved or lost when they read books like Galatians and, and Romans chapter seven that Paul had to be lost right no 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 no. A Christian can live in sin. You have. You've had sin in your life that you just didn't immediately jump and run to God. I mean you you've had sin in your life. Honest man will admit that. So let's dig in today to verse 19 in Romans chapter 8. And remember, uh, today and Monday, uh, this coming Monday, will be it for the live sessions because next Thursday will be Thanksgiving. And then uh, I won't be doing these Romans teachings or the Friday morning teachings until uh, January. And it'll then just be the live Friday morning, 9 a.m. teaching on 1 Timothy. I'll begin that new. Uh, but these live sessions on Romans won't be happening anymore at 8.30 a.m. on Mondays and Thursdays. I will still be doing them and uploading them. They just won't be live, and I'll be putting the word out as to when they will be being uploaded on the YouTube channel and the website for your viewing. Praise God. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. And, and let's talk about that for a minute. Everything on the planet is, 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 is just in turmoil. Everything's in turmoil, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, for the children of God, waiting for that which God intended to be at the beginning, which is going to be soon. And somebody said, glory to God, hallelujah. So verse 20, let's roll into this. Because the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subject, subjected the same in hope. Now, the creation didn't do anything wrong. The clouds didn't sin, the grass didn't sin, the trees didn't sin, the animals didn't sin. We human beings created in God's image, having been given from, by God, given us the authority to rule and reign, have dominion over the earth, 
we disobeyed God, we gave our authority that we'd been given over the earth to the devil. And so he began to rule and reign. He's the God of this world. Even though the earth belongs to God, still, he had given it to men. But even though God had given it to men, he is still the Lord of all creation. Uh, and I've talked about this before, but the only way that men functioned in the experience of the dominion God had given them was only as long as they remained under God's dominion over them. And when we disobeyed God, we removed ourselves from his dominion and gave ourselves to the dominion of another, the devil, the liar, the deceiver, the father of all lies, that old devil, that serpent. We gave our authority away when we disobeyed God. But I do want to say today that God did give the earth to men. The Bible says in Psalms 116, verse 15, write this down. It's very interesting and very encouraging to know this because this is what we're talking about today. God gave the earth to, to the sons of men. In Psalms 116 and 15, the heaven is the heavens are the Lord's, the Bible says, but the earth he gave it to the sons of men, and he gave them the authority to have dominion. He gave it to us. And so when we disobey God, the entirety of creation of this earth went into warp mode. It went into failure. It went into, I listen, and, I, and I know this may be kind of weirded out, but I don't even believe Adam and Eve had to use the restroom. And I know that's kind of funny, it's kind of gross, but I don't believe there was any poisons, any waste in them. There was no need for uh, a bathroom breaks. There was no need for any, even though they ate of the garden, they ate of, of the fruit of the trees, but there were no waste in them. You know, and that's what happens. That's why we go to the, that's why we have restroom breaks, because we have waste, things we don't need, we have to get rid of, poisons actually. Uh, and, but I don't, there was none of that existent. And we're going to get back to that one day, hallelujah. Not going to have to have bathroom breaks because we're going to be wrapped up and dressed in the glory of God, the robes of righteousness, hallelujah. There won't be anything that's wasteful in us. We, we're not going to have bodies that are run by, 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 by the way they're running now. Everything went into failure mode. The moment we sinned and gave our dominion to the devil, everything began to fail. And as we've talked about before, that's why there's tornadoes, tsunamis, earthquakes, hurricanes. That's why there's divorce. That's why there's cancer. That's why everything that is evil is here because we gave our authority to the evil one. And he only works evil. And, 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 and the earth is moaning and groaning and everything's moaning and groaning. Let's continue to read and we'll see that right here in Romans chapter 8. But before I do, let's remember that Jesus Christ came, gave his life so that one day there could be a new earth and new heavens for those of us who've been made new creations in him. And, and many people talk about we're all the children of God. No, the only children of God that have ever existed <coughs> are those who are in Christ. We're all the children of God in Christ. Without that in Christ, we're, we're just 
creations of God. We're God's creation. And though we were created in his image, we're, we fail from that image. And the only way we get that image back is if we place our faith in the one who the Bible says in Hebrews 1 and 3, who is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of the Father. Jesus is the one who came expressing perfectly our Heavenly Father in our faith in Him, the shedding of His blood for the forgiveness of our sins and the reconciliation back to God. Only through that avenue we have been made new creations. And there's a new earth coming. There are new heavens coming. It's all coming because Jesus humbly and obediently lived a sinless life and became our sin-bearing offering. All because of Jesus, not because of anything else. So let's continue to read. In verse 20, it says, the Bible here says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered, that's the creation, from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now the children of God even today in a corrupt world and a, and a fallen world and an evil and wicked world, the children of God, we have already received the glorious liberty as children of God. The liberty and the freedom from sin, forgiveness, shame and fear is gone. We have the glorious liberty today of, the, of being children of God. We, we have been freed from sin, I don't, even if you're struggling with some sinful issue right now, in God's eyes, he says, he that is dead, Romans 6 and 7, he that is dead is free from sin. Well, Jesus never had sin. He died for us. But when he died for us, our faith in him allowed us to now know through the writing of the Apostle Paul, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. Now again, Romans 6 and 7, he that is dead is free from sin. The moment you trusted Christ and his work for you on the cross, you were free from sin, from its dominion, from its bondages. But here, you and I have to learn to walk in that freedom, to fight the good fight of faith, to, to maintain, listen, and let me say this this morning, our fight is not against sin. Our fight is to maintain our faith in what Christ has already done about sin. When you learn that, my friend, you're going to begin to walk in this glorious liberty that you've already been given. You've already been liberated. You've already been made free. You already been given the measure of faith, Romans 12, 3. You already have what you need. It's just time you learn to access and walk in that which you already have. Glory to God, that's good news. So the whole world, the creation is waiting on the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now let's keep reading. Verse 22 for we know, because we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Until right now. Not just when this was written. Right now. 
Everything is moaning and groaning. The lost are doing what lost people do. The backslidden church is doing what the backslidden... Listen, the, the, the earth is groaning. Hell is enlarging itself, Isaiah the prophet said. And I believe that's why there, there are earthquakes and hurricanes and tsunamis and tornadoes. It's because there's chaos. None of that existed before sin was found in the heart of men. Listen, all that didn't happen on the earth just because Lucifer had lost his position in heaven. All that began on the, um, the, the fallen angels had nothing to do with the chaos of the now earth among the now men and women created in God's image until we fell from sin. He was a part of that. He came in with a lie because he wanted to, to, to become the leader and, the, and the, the one who had dominion over the earth again because he lost his position in heaven. He's looking for a position. Well, he found it, and actually, in all reality, we gave it to him. And that's right, me and you. We were in Adam. We gave him his position of authority over the earth. It was legitimately his because God gave us something so powerful that we could even give it away. We could give it away or we could walk in it. Let me say something to you today who are listening to me, who are born again. You've been saved by the blood of Jesus. Don't give away what you've been given. The Bible says, let no man steal your crown. Let no man beguile you. Let no man deceive you. Let no man, no man, let no man talk you out of what you have. And the Bible says nobody can pluck you out of the hand of God. That's true. But you can listen to liars and you can follow what they're saying and you can walk yourself right out of the hand of God. It's in the Bible. You can remove yourself from him, Galatians 1 and 6. You and I can walk away. We can leave. We can depart. We can have our names blotted out. It's in your Bible. Forget your vain uh, father's vain traditions of once saved, always saved with no scripture to, 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 to stand against the other scriptures that verify you can have your names blotted out. You can be spewed out. You can be plucked out. Uh, you can be severed. All those talking about Christians now. And, and, and all that, heresy, heresy's even a part of the groaning, all the works of the, everything, the world, even the creation, man. Everything is groaning and moaning. Watch this. Let's read verse 22 again. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Let me tell you something, friends. There ain't nothing on this planet that's not groaning and moaning and travailing in pain together Nothing except our new man in Christ. Our flesh, the world, the earth, it, it don't matter what it is, man. It's moaning and groaning and, and travailing in pain altogether. That's why at all times, you, at all times, there will be something you can touch that's not right. Never in a moment in your life will everything be perfect and just right. Never at all. That can't happen in a fallen society, a fallen world. And I'm talking about everything, the whole creation. 
You see good things, you see bad things, but I don't care how good it is or how bad it is. The whole creation is moaning. Even God's people are moaning and groaning. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come for your bride. Take us home, Lord. And there's nothing wrong with that. But while we're here in the midst of all the moaning and the groaning and the travailing and pain together, we are the light and we are the salt. And we are the good soldiers that carry the banner of truth and the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, into the darkness with the message of the cross that we can never stop proclaiming. Because, listen, there's some things that are going to moan and groan and travail in pain until they're in a place called torment in the lake of fire one day, and that's just going to be increased for them. But we can snatch some out of the fire today through the truth we deliver. Hallelujah. That's just good stuff. Glory to God. So, verse 23 says, And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. See, everything's groaning. Everybody's groaning. groaning. Even we ourselves groan <coughs> within ourselves, waiting we're groaning because we're waiting for something. What's that? We're waiting for the adoption to wit, which means to know the redemption of our body. You and I, as born-again children of God, listen, we've been adopted into the family of God. We're sons and daughters who've been grafted in, adopted in, which means, as Paul has already written to us about in this eighth chapter, we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. Everything... Everything that Jesus has, the dominion he has, he has given it back to us. We're joint heirs with Christ of all things. We've been given all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The Lord is our shepherd. There is no lack. All things belong to us. We need to walk in that mindset. All things have been given to us. But even though we have been given all things, there's still the enemy of death. There's still moaning and groaning and torment. And anything in the world that's moaning, listen, let's look at this. Anything in the world that's groaning, that's not waiting for the adoption and the redemption of the new body through faith in Christ's redemption, redemptive planet Calvary, is just going to be a part of the evil and the wickedness of what's causing the groaning. Think about that. I don't want to be a part any longer of what's causing all the groaning. I want to be one of those who are longing for that day and living according to what I've been given in Christ, longing for that day when the redemption of my body is coming. That's what I'm looking for. And I want to share a scripture with you today concerning the grace that you've been given for salvation, the grace that you can be given if you'll keep your faith in the cross for running this race, sanctification daily. You can't be sanctified if you don't have your faith in the cross alone. It's not the cross and that makes us double-minded and, and, and unstable in all our ways. And James said that double-minded man, unstable man, can't expect to receive anything of the Lord. So uh, you and I need to understand that there's, there's grace that came for salvation when you believed upon Christ and his work at Calvary. There's grace that'll come to sanctify you daily if you will take up your cross and follow Christ. Deny yourself, not of candy bars, deny yourself of whatever it is that's hindering you from coming back to faith in the cross alone. That's taking up your cross, my friend, faith in the cross of Christ, and then you'll be able to follow him daily. Think about that. Think about that. 
and there's grace daily for that. Grace doesn't just come. Grace comes to those who maintain their faith in the death of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ. Once we move our faith from the cross to something else, even though we say the cross, well, the cross, yes, I'll never leave the cross, but also we have to, you know, the purpose driven, the government of 12, the the, 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 the walk of Emmaus, the, the, the prayer shoal, the, the, all, all these things that we add to the cross, like the people of Israel who added an altar to their golden calf, God said, no, I won't accept it, it won't work, it's, it's the altar alone. It's the all. It's the cross alone, and and anything outside of that mindset is a part of what's causing the groaning. God forbid I be out of the faith, thinking I'm in the faith, walking in darkness, thinking I'm walking in light, groaning, and and but but and 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 not wanting to be a part of this bondage. But, but being an actual part of what's causing the groaning by walking according to the flesh, sowing according to the flesh instead of the Spirit. Come on, somebody help me now. We ourselves groan within ourselves because we're waiting. You and I, the only groaning we should be doing as Christians is our waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Now let's get back. I was going to share something with you right here at the end of this broadcast today, that grace came to save you initially. Grace can come daily if your faith remains in Christ and what he did at Calvary alone. When you add to that, you cut yourself off from grace. Write it down. Come on now. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Revelations chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And the list goes on and on and on. But those are ones you just need to go read and you will see precisely what I just said. Grace can come, but grace, but when for, for grace to come, it has to find faith. We're saved by grace through faith, and for grace to come daily, for me to live by grace, it still takes through faith. Peter wrote 1 Peter 1 and 5 that we're kept by the power of God. Wait, 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 we're not done. We're kept by the power of God through faith. Wait, 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 we're not done. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. See, salvation has to still be a part of the being kept by God through faith, living by grace through faith. Salvation, we're talking about not getting saved initially. Now we're talking about daily salvation, the experience of salvation, which is learning how to possess my vessel in sanctification and honor. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Learning that now my faith has to remain in Christ and his work at Calvary. And for those of you who say, well, that's the only place my faith has ever been, then you are very mature. You, you have a witness. You have a testimony. Your boldness and confidence is greater. If that's all you've ever had your faith in, then, then, then fear is out the window. It's not maybe knocking on, but, but you know, perfect love, which is your faith in God's love for you and what He did at Calvary. Is listen, if that's all you've ever had your faith in, then you are one of the most mature people in the body of Christ. But I'm gonna tell you, in all reality, we can be so duped and deceived that we can even trust in. If I'll just turn this song on. While this song's playing, I can get deliverance from this sin, this bondage that's trying to take me down. And if I'll just go outside and do this, if I'll just uh, hang that on the wall and look at that and quote that scripture. No, no, no. 
No, that's all you doing something. You see how easy, easily distracted we can become? That's all you doing something. That's not faith in what Jesus did. Those are two different things. If your faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary, yes, you're going to be quoting Scripture. You're going to be... If, and, if, and if your faith has never been in anything other than the cross of Christ, then let me say it again. You should be teaching this message. You should be teaching. I hope you are teaching this message. But let's get back to my point. You guys keep distracting me. <laughs> Grace came when you were born again. Grace will come daily if you keep your faith in Christ and His work at Calvary. But even what we're talking about today, that we're groaning within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, which is the redemption of our body coming one day, the new body we're going to get. And now I want to show you something. 1 Peter 1.13, we'll probably close here today. 1 Peter 1.13, I want to read this scripture to you. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. It's not talking about abstain from alcohol. He's talking about be sober-minded concerning the truth. And hope to the end, to the end. Hope to the end. There's other scriptures that talk about if you hold fast the confidence of your hope until the end. Watch this. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That means at the appearing of Jesus Christ. There's a grace that saved you initially. There's a grace that will carry you through daily, only if your faith is in the cross alone, though. Listen, if your faith wasn't in the cross alone for salvation, you're still not saved. You have to trust in Christ and His work of righteousness for you. And then daily to experience that victory, that overcoming power of Christ, it takes faith in that work, not just a nonchalant, well, yeah, you know I believe that. You know, I, I, No, I'm talking about from the heart of man. With all that you are, that is what I believe. That's what I'm trusting in. I'm not listening. I'm not reading when I listen. I'm not listening to a preacher that's opening God's word and pointing me to something I got to do for victory. Matter of fact, I'm out of there. I'm out of there. And there's real, there's no need to ask for permission to leave. There's no need to to do anything but get up and get out. But there's grace that saved me initially. That's God. There's grace that'll carry me through daily. That's God. And there's grace that's going to be brought to me. Here it is in your Bible, 1 Peter 1.13. The grace that's going to be brought to me at the revelation, the appearing of Christ. Grace, as we're talking about there in Romans 8, that grace that's going to step me right into a new body. Hallelujah. The groaning is over. I got news for you today. God's Word tells us that the groaning is is about to be stopped. And one day, it'll be stopped even for the creation. There will be a new earth and a new heaven. There won't be tornadoes, tsunamis, hurricanes. Uh, th there won't be any of that. There won't be any groaning. It will be perfect peace 
in Jesus. And I know people make fun of us for saying that, but it's just because they're not in Christ. And so they don't have faith. They don't have that sober mind that can keep believing God and looking. The Bible says, now watch now, Titus chapter 2 says that grace causes us to look for the appearing of our Lord and Savior. Grace walks us daily. Even in the midst of groaning, we're looking for the coming, the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. That grace that's going to be brought to us at the end of our hope, at the revelation of Jesus. I know you've been blessed today, for I've been blessed sharing God's Word with you. I pray that you would pray for us. I pray that you would help share and publish these broadcasts on social media. I pray that you would sow financially into this ministry so that we could do more that God's called us to do. This is a ministry that does not uh, get wishy-washy. We preach Christ and Him crucified. Not today and then maybe the day after tomorrow. But if we stand with God's Word in our hands and our lips are open, as the Apostle Paul, led by the Spirit of the Lord, was brought to the place where he determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, he would boast in nothing but the cross of Christ and relate all of God's Word to that message. That's where we are. That's the grounds you'll sow into, and God will bless your giving into that good ground. The number you can give to, text to, is 903-231-5950, or you can donate online at thecrosswaychurch.com. God bless you. Love you. Help share these messages of truth, and until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.